0: Oh, it's really cool. Like, how important has, like, okay, I'm going to introduce you now, but yeah, Maya Everhart Sanchez I have on the podcast today. Happy to interrupt. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy to be here. She is an activist for climate change, just volunteering and, like, doing so much in your community. You told me that at, like, how you at like eight or like really young you would go around with your dad and with your sister and just like like doing like political campaigning and things like that so you've been an activist for like basically
1: kind of your whole life yeah I've been doing a lot of work yeah um mainly because my dad's a union organizer so he did a lot of petitioning a lot of um encouraging people to vote Mm -hmm. on certain propositions so yeah it's been a big part of my life That's amazing and like obviously you are very
0: proud of your culture like how has that like your cultural identity kind of informed
1: your activism throughout your life? I would definitely say that my connection to land comes from my family and my connection to activism and how I approach that um, comes from my parents and what they've learned what they've shared with me how it's important to have these cultural ties when it comes to activism especially when it talks about um equity versus equality Mm -hmm. and how that like it all comes to like this main goal of like systemic change and like
0: all the certain things i think that's so true like we often forget about like we have this idea of like a perfect world like one where we've solved climate change we've like you live sustainably. And it often yeah. leaves out, like, many cultural identities yeah. and, like, cultural practices, too. You see this with trends like minimalism or, like, you know, like, healthy eating. A lot of them are just completely disregard, like, cultural practices. Mm. like Like, other yeah. cultures which don't have, like, minimalist aesthetics or, yeah. like, their food isn't
1: the aesthetic, healthy... Yeah. They're, like, put down yeah, upon. put down upon. And I think even more on that, like, the food, the culture sort of thing. Like, we have... We're barely getting to these points where, like, people are, are advocating for veganism or advocating for, like, this certain way of eating or being mm-hmm. that have kind of already been here. Oh, exactly. Yeah, they're exactly. kind of already here, but they're not named the exact same things. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, if you look at, like, India, like, most of their population, like, most of the people who live here who practice the same religion don't eat red meat mm-hmm. don't eat meat yeah and are like sustainable like their diets are sustainable and they're like, like go naturally, naturally sustainable naturally like yeah. their religion already falls under that mm-hmm. and it's so interesting that people kind of see them and they're like oh why didn't we ever think of this before yeah we have like we already have thought about this there's cultures all around the world that eat specifically only mm-hmm. what they know only what's around them mm-hmm. um because they really don't have any other options and they are already being eco-friendly they're thinking about the planet it's just something that's like naturally given yeah
0: exactly and
1: I think if we if we stop like
0: rooting kind of sustainability in these like you know short-term trends of way of living like you need to buy this or you need to like buy this and instead we ground it in the cultural practices which Everyone is already connected to. Yeah. Like we all have culture. We all yeah. come from somewhere, and yeah. those cultures
1: they're often naturally sustainable themselves. I know they're just kind of like the way that like specifically in like the U.S. It's kind of put. Mm-hmm. It's like you kind of get really detached from like whatever your culture is. Yeah, kind of focus on like whatever's the mainstream,
0: mm-hmm. whatever's going
1: on. Like I remember like my sibling was asking for this like one like healthy powder like that was like supposed to help mm-hmm. digest it and I was like we have a like you could just juice that like way yeah. healthier it's like kind of like just like whatever is mainstream mm-hmm. whatever it becomes trying to kind of like uphold this whole idea of like a capitalist world or like yeah. what makes profit Mm-hmm. It's kind of there, and you kind of just like disregard whatever's been there for like years and years and years. Exactly, like health
0: and just like healthy living is yeah. like a sign of how much money you have. Yeah, and like not so much like what knowledge you've gained from your community and like you know just how a representation of just like how you're living in connection with the earth. It's more about connection with, with the earth. your wallet yeah, and Amazon connection. Prime and like, like whatever you these. can find. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's so, like, it's so true because, you know, we live in this world that's really focused on, like, propaganda and, like, what can sell, mm-hmm. what is going to want, like, what should we put in the minds of young teenage girls, what should we put in the minds of adults who want to stop aging, Exactly. what should we put in the exactly. mind of, like, me- like young kids and men who are going to grow up to be decision makers, mm-hmm. what are they supposed to look like, what are the decisions they're supposed to make.
0: Yeah like how can we keep them like ignorant and kind of complacent
1: in like exploitative
0: you know systems
1: it's kind of just like let me establish a norm that necessarily isn't what's supposed to be there yeah it's like not natural (laughs) it's not natural at all yeah (laughs) this definitely is not
0: natural um I just I wanted to bring that up because like as you know like like last Thursday on, mm-hmm. um, on June twenty sixth, the Supreme Court ruled yeah. against affirmative action, which was passed in like nineteen sixty five to like basically end discrimination yeah. for people of color and like, um, in workplaces and employment. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of puzzled because yeah, this is, go.
1: this is a controversial opinion for some reason. Like, it feels it feels i think the whole idea of like banning affirmative action banning these like the ability to like not have racism in a workplace or in education Mm -hmm. is something that's like not necessarily true like we're 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 still working towards that point whether affirmative action is there or not Mm -hmm. affirmative action really just kind of dives into the question of like what is wrong systemically what is wrong with our government yeah the point where like we think we no longer need affirmative action Mm. to the point where we think we're all equal and it kind of dives into this question of like equity versus equality you hit it right on the head
0: basically i feel like i've based on like a student's perspective you hear sometimes like just crazy things from like other like your white other students peers will say like well like uh I need to try 10 times harder to get into a school because I'm not black or, like, I don't
1: have a trauma story to tell. But that's so, like, I don't, the way, the best way to put it is, like, even with affirmative action, Mm -hmm. we were still set up. There was no, you're still set up. It's not running the same race. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, like you said, that white peer, I don't have that trauma story. You'll probably get in. Yeah. You'll probably get in. full well, honesty mm-hmm. what's happening here is the reason why we have affirmative action is because there are so like their diversity scores in workplaces and education are so low mm-hmm. because no one is running the same race yeah it's like the best way i can put it is like some students take four hours on a bus just to get to school exactly and then they're like asked to get those straight a's mm-hmm. versus the student who has like a 15-minute car ride from mm-hmm. supportive parents who help them with their homework tutoring Tutors. sessions they can There's, go like, to they have money for trips to write mm-hmm. their like college essays on and then they complain about like my life is me. unfair life is I so unfair I have trauma. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't have trauma but you know you do have like you have opportunities. you have opportunities mm-hmm. you have supportive parents and affirmative action really just is like denying it just is just saying it feels like a personal attack mm-hmm. it feels like that but you kind of have to look over it and see like how it affects how it keeps up like this kind of run-of-the-mill capitalism yeah and you are right like schools
0: are still lots of the majority yeah. white so like you're still gonna find a place like yeah, calm, down, calm down richard you know yeah calm you're down still to me. Gonna find. you got it um <laughs> yeah and it's um, interesting because after yeah. uh, affirmative action was like ruled against there becomes like some protests like against mm. legacy admissions which were yeah. not um, like
1: dismantled yeah during this ruling. I mean I honestly think that like we're going to talk about like these admissions, we're talking about affirmative action even when we had affirmative action legacy admissions were still there mm-hmm. like they were just kind of like like if your kid gets to go, if you're if you go to Stanford, yeah. you get to go to Stanford. Yeah. You go to Harvard, you get to go to Harvard, and it's just kind of like a personal bias mm-hmm. of like kids deserving more because oh we know your parent, yeah. You must work just not as hard. based on their merit at not all. Not based on anything. Mm-hmm. Like um, versus like a prime example would be like me and my friends mm-hmm. working hard to get like straight A's, doing all these extracurriculars. Yeah. Any kid who's like pushing through who hasn't had. They're first gen. Mm -hmm. They've experienced so much, and they're still asked to compete with other kids. But again, are just not running the same race. Right, exactly. And it kind of feels like each one, like both of them
0: existing, Mm -hmm. are trying to cancel each other out. Yeah, legacy, which uh in according to an article written. Uh, according to an article it says about like 70 percent of harvard's legacy students are white yeah so that's basically affirmative
1: yeah. action for white people i know like like okay. <laughs> the idea that taking away affirmative action is like oh because it's unfair we are not a place in the u.s honestly anywhere mm-hmm. where we have equality no we, absolutely we're not. we're not there we're not even close to that yet you know mm-hmm. like just that fact that 70 percent of like IVs or whatever legacy kids are white shows just how much even if we have affirmative action even if we have those scholarships mm. that honestly there's still a chance that without affirmative action white kids are going to get those scholarships yeah um we just we can't keep living in
0: denial of like yeah. just the realities of life like we talk about idealism in like you know activism, yeah versus reality, like lots of activists are not really willing to see different perspectives of like different types of activism, yeah or like you know like in feminist movements when they would like, um, yeah. silence like the voices of black feminists Women, yeah. and like lesbians, yeah
1: there's like just...
0: they're only seeing a certain type of ideal activism, like yeah. what is the look, what is the type of person and they're unwilling to accept the reality is that there's so many different types of people who can be activists yeah and again we shouldn't be judging um who gets into college just based off of
1: like stats and like yeah i mean like you can look at one person and say wow they got straight a's yeah why don't we look at the other person and say wow they took a four-hour bus ride to school every day Mm -hmm. they showed up that much and they still did clubs they still managed to get a report card it's just you can't compare Mm -hmm. you can't compare experiences when they're just so different yeah and that's where affirmative action kind of like slowly is saying like well you know we need equity not equality because we're not equal in the united states Mm -hmm. and to say that like to say that you know getting rid of affirmative action is moving towards equality Mm -hmm. it's just so so in denial denial. it's just like and the republican house like just republicans in general like what it's protecting is the system of capitalism like everything goes back to the way the u.s is Mm. like run everything goes back Yeah. yeah Everything goes back to that. And really the only people that affirmative action is helping, you know, are people of color, people in poverty, people who need to get to those schools mm-hmm. to provide for their families, to get a better education. Um, and they're trying so hard. Even with affirmative action, you still have to get those rights. You yeah. still have to join all these clubs that it's it's still super hard. It's just only becoming more it's competitive. Just, it's just like it's just like it's like throwing these kids like a slight bit of hope and then just like taking it away and like being like and can you just say how old you are just for the, the podcast i'm about to turn 15
0: 15 years <laughs> yeah. old guys yeah 15 like we it's becoming like a
1: rat race like yeah right as you get into high school yeah there's like nothing you can really do like we can work super hard and without affirmative action even though it was like a slight bit of hope it's just not the same race yeah. that we're competing in Exactly. like we're seeing kids with private tutors and of course they're getting a hundred like a hundred and like a thousand six hundred on the SATs yeah yeah of course they are because timmy can afford mm-hmm. a private tutor it's that it's yeah. that simple versus like you know someone else has to spend 2 a.m studying because mm-hmm. they have a day job to provide for their family they have, sup- they don't have support systems. Mm. They are the support system.
0: Exactly, they have to do everything like independently. Yeah. And you talk about like, this is preserving like the culture of America. And that just makes me think of another coinciding thing with the student loan, mm. like crisis, you know, Republicans shot down, um, Biden's student debt relief plans. Yeah. And it's like, do we do we value education? as much as we say we do in this country. I would say that
1: it's less about education and more about like the systems of production. Mm-hmm. You know, if you talk about how we keep America running, how we keep the US running, right. it's really like we don't care what you do. We just care that you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we need more factory workers, we need more people in the service industry. We need those nannies, we need the house cleaners mm-hmm. more than we need another lawyer. It, or another like you know or another person NFT to teach, trader. yeah <laughs> or another person to teach you know it's really just about we don't want to give all that money to you while we could give it to other rich people who, who are w- going to exploit like exploit workers mm-hmm. and keep those systems of production going mm. um so when we talk about like when we were talking about the loans it's really just a way to keep on preserving that money mm. um we were having a really good conversation with my mom this morning and she was like for kids in Mexico, like yeah, my cousin, going to college, um, UNAM, doing great. They have all their students. As long as they're enrolled in high school, get money because they know they know not every student is getting the same support. Mm-hmm. So if you're enrolled in high school, let me give you that money so that you don't have wow. to work a job.
0: Wow. So that
1: you have time to do your homework. That is what a country yeah. who like is valuing. Yeah. Education. education looks like education should not have a price on it mm-hmm. that's the real Period. thing yeah there's no price Absolutely. to giving a child an education mm-hmm. but there is like there's so many loopholes it's like saying like oh it's a straight path to college mm-hmm. all you need to do is put in the work but yeah. the work for different people looks differently
0: exactly it's like the whole narrative for college is like go here so you don't have to work like everybody else but you work anyways yeah it's just like, to get to that college mm-hmm. takes so much work and then it's like you know like what's wrong with like doing service jobs you know or like just because you know the whole idea of college is yeah. like escape, escape escape that side that of job. life
1: escape like and I think what that's rooted in is like teachers don't want you working there because not that it's not an important job mm-hmm. I would say that one job can't be valued over the other because you know they rely on each other. Yeah, someone's not going to get their food today if another person doesn't work. It's mm-hmm. just the pay is different. Yeah, you have to keep those systems of class there, and that's why they're taking away loans.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you, could, you need that like yeah, foundation the, yeah. of people who are gonna work either because they they have to or like they're young and like they're just you working. Someone. You just you need that base of, because like, not everyone can
1: control. Capitalism shows like not everyone like America sells this way of being like everyone can be rich. Mm-hmm. That's just impossible. Yeah. No, not everyone can be rich. That because is impossible. impossible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not and even to preserve the one percent we have here being rich, we're constantly terrorizing other countries, mm-hmm. taking resources. Like the way we show, like, in TikTok in social media, mm-hmm. the way we present it is not how it actually goes. Mm-hmm. Like. If you were to look at anything, like any person who's like, oh, I'm leaving, I'm living my dream life. Yeah, I want to know what you're doing to support that. Mhm. Like, how are you managing to take constant trips? Like you're talking, like influencers you yeah. see
0: online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And For example: yeah, they, yeah. rich, par-
1: like rich, rich family, parents, yeah. most likely, most likely. Like you, family. you're telling me you've never gone to college, mm-hmm. and you're still managing to do this, and it sets up this opportunity where like kids will think. If I work hard enough, I can get there. Mm -hmm. And the way our system works is, like, even let's say you were to go to college, you Mm. push so hard, you drive yourself into debt to be at, like, an Ivy. Yeah. That keeps you in your class because you have so much debt. Mm Mm-hmm. So by by getting rid of those loans, it's just another way to keep people in their class.
0: I totally agree with you. And just based on, like, we're looking to kind of help – like, you are a very aware person, I'd say, like, do you think that many other people, like, in Gen Z, I feel like is becoming a more, like, socially aware generation, just because we have so much social media, and I wanted to talk about an event we have coming up, because you, like, basically spearheaded this whole mission of, like, basically having movie nights, you know, where we talk about, like, political films, or, like, you know, just films to get people talking. And I want to know, like, what influence do you think media has on, like, activism and,
1: like, creating social justice? So media, I looked up a lot of stuff when it came up to media because I've heard how harmful the effects are, and it made me question why we're so addicted to it. Hmm. It made me think about, like, why are we using it as so much of a tool? And, like, every report will tell you that people are more interested in what other people care about than anything else hmm. because when you see something that has like 100 likes on it you're yeah. gonna want to like it too
0: yeah
1: and your interests correlate to social media because it's an algorithm that kind of keeps you interested mm-hmm. based on what you like so the movie night is okay. an yeah. and by the way do you want to explain the event a little bit that yeah you're doing? so the movie night the goal of it is to kind of have a conversation that is like never had about the smallest details when it comes to activism to where comes our personal opinions of how we want to reimagine this world that we're working towards. Yeah, we're a part of an organization called Families for a Future. So
0: Maya's holding movie night at our warehouse on July 27th. Yeah.
1: And what movie are we showing? So that? we're showing the Fourth World War. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the movie is basically about so many different revolutions. Mm-hmm. And what I really hope to take away from it is having a conversation about... What we focus on is less about... We know that the change is coming to destroy the system that we're already having. We have so many activists working towards that. Yeah. But what we've seen is that, like, when we watch this movie, we'll see how people have these revolutions. Mm-hmm. The problem is our cultural shift that we have to establish in order cultural to not... Cultural exactly. of To kind of unite each other instead of kind of turning against each other. Mm. Because when we have these revolutions, once we gain power, once we have that kind of freedom it's really important that we don't turn on each other exactly yeah. and that we just we understand like that
0: we're all just kind of struggling with the same issues as a culture when it comes to like like kind of functions of capitalism yeah. and like um how it affects all cultures kind of is the capitalism kind of is the absence of culture yeah it's the absence it of like really connection and it's,
1: yeah it's supplemented by like consumerism individualism yeah. mm-hmm. like honestly like being alone mm. and like feeling like there's no connection yeah feeling like hey i can do all this by myself yeah. like i'm independent you know i look weak if i need help yeah and that's really at the root of it so when we talk about revolution mm-hmm. typically you know revolution is all about ties it's mm-hmm. all about community it's all about connection yeah. which is purposely denied by capitalism because you can't have a revolution without connection. Exactly.
0: And I kind of want to challenge, like, what you said about media really being a pathway to, um, like, social change. Yeah. We have, like, a lack of attention span, it feels like, rapidly declining due to, like, our consumption of short-form content. So, like, is that as powerful of a tool for, like, activism? Like, I could see a post of, like, you know... The yeah. protest like it forget about it the next day yeah like how do you really
1: engage young people if we're already like handicapped kind of in that way i think there's a constant current message that the battle has already ended mm. but like there's nothing you can do that like it's too late or that you can't feeling it applying to you yeah so when you like a post whether or not you agree with it it's hard to care about it if it's not constantly happening to you. Because, mm. like, yeah, see it in if you can life. relate mm. to something that you see posted, then it's a lot easier to stay engaged, to go back to it. Mm. But with our short, like, we just, like, like you were saying, we have such a short attention span yeah. that when we see something, we're not interested, we don't see how it correlates to us, mm-hmm. it doesn't grab our attention. It doesn't, like like, the way we're trained. The way it has been set up, the algorithm that we have with social media is that if you like something, if you spend enough time looking at it, it'll probably pop up on your algorithm again. Yeah, yeah. So, some
0: people don't want to really face that all the time. Like, they're like, "Hey, I just came here for a good time. I don't want to see like this." Makes one
1: hundred percent sense. Even if you care
0: about it, it's like you don't always
1: want to see things like that. Of course, people don't want to see that. It's like depressing and sad, and it's sad that we like live in this reality, but it's kind of hard to like ignore mm-hmm. and it's messed up to ignore because I mean, you just can't like look at someone and be like oh that's really sucks and I don't want to look at it exactly <laughs> like what was the
0: first um issue you think you truly deeply cared about like
1: I was I think I was like around 12 mm-hmm. and I was really touched by the death of Adam Toledo who was a 13 year old boy who was shot and killed for absolutely no reason. I was just so shocked. And it, it, was, it had just happened. And I was just in complete and utter shock that it was happening. Because I was like, he was so young. He yeah. was also his, like Latino. And I was just like, how could that possibly happen with all the work we've already done? Mm-hmm. So I was just totally taken back. I cried so much. I was like, it made me so nervous. Because it definitely picked a bone with all the young Latino boys I knew. At that age, who didn't live in necessarily neighborhoods that were considered safe by the police, mm-hmm. that were considered gangster because of how they looked. Genuinely, like the experiences we go through when it comes to PLC, when even when it comes to activism, yeah. is not just being underheard, it's being discriminated against, it's being seen as aggressive, mm-hmm. overly mature, and like there's sort of a, a takeaway of like where you're no longer a child.
0: Exactly. Yeah, When there's like, a... felt, like, real kind of, like, vulnerability yeah. in your body at that moment. Yeah. I have a similar, like, situation just seeing, like, like, during the Black Lives Matter movement and just seeing that horrible, like, video mm-hmm. of, like, the officer, like, just pinning George Floyd. And obviously I'd seen, like, like, I've read police brutality cases before, but just seeing the actual video... Just, like, I felt, like, at that moment, like, that could have been any one of my friends. Anyone,
1: yeah.
0: That could have, you know, just one wrong move, one step, and you could mm. just be the victim of, yeah. like, a heinous
1: Yeah, it's just, like, crime. there's just, like, and there's nothing you can, like, it's not anyone's, like, there's, like, nothing we're doing that is instigating this. It's just, like, how we are perceived. Mm-hmm. Like, people of color typically, women are perceived typically in this type of way. yeah. Young black men, young brown men, young Asian men are seen constantly to be older than they actually are, to Mm -hmm. be considered a threat, even though they do nothing wrong. Exactly. They do nothing to, like, make that. A kid could be dressed, there's, like, all these studies that show how white people and black people and brown people all perceive brown, black, young men to look older and more aggressive than they already Mm -hmm. look. It's nothing that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They've done nothing wrong. You could meet the kindest person you know. And somehow, psychologically, we've been trained to perceive young black men and brown men to be aggressive, to be threats.
0: Exactly. It's like yeah. your whole when your whole body is like a weapon. Yeah. Like you're just walking around not doing anything, but everyone is just like scared of you or like has yeah. these preconceived notions. It feels hard to like, you know, succeed anywhere. Yeah. Because like
1: everywhere you're kind of seen. You know as a threat and there's like this sort of assimilation that mm-hmm. goes through that mm-hmm. that ties to that yeah and people just end up becoming toning down their blackness or their brownness or yeah. how Mexican they are any way that they can hide their cultural identity to seem more assimilated to be comfortable for a person to make them feel like they aren't a threat hmm and that just kind of takes away who you are like you should not have to hide your identity and who, what you're like it should not be this code switching around certain people mm-hmm. just because you don't want to be shot or you don't want to be discriminated against yeah like speaking we were speaking about
0: names earlier yeah. like i remember i was hearing um this one one of my classmates say like like his name he kind of had like uh like he called he had a white name as you mm-hmm. call it but his family was mexican and he was like, I'm so glad like my, my mom didn't choose to give me a Mexican yeah. name because so, she wanted me to get a house. She wanted yeah.
1: me to get a job. It was definitely a real thing. Yeah, um, it's like the stereotypes mm-hmm. So comes down so hard. Like, you don't even know my name or what I've done. Somehow there's still a stereotype around me. Like, either I'm a chola or like, or like we're only meant to be gardeners or mm-hmm. house cleaners just because those really come from the fact that most of us immigrated here yeah most of us only had those jobs because we didn't have papers that we needed a culture to find because it was nowhere here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. you know like there's nothing in the U.S. like we didn't speak the language Mm -hmm. we didn't understand what was going on in Mexico a lot like the culture of the U.S. is so cold Mm -hmm. and Mexico for me is like so warm it's such like a a vibrant community Yeah and It's like, interesting how
0: like You know uh, The narrative is like yeah. Oh everyone wants to come to the US That's
1: why you know And it's really And it's yeah. really They would rather stay In like Their home country They were forced to flee Yeah No one is coming here On purpose They're, they're They have no other choice They are providing For their families back home mm-hmm. They're providing for the families That they plan to have Yeah You know There's like No one is coming here I doubted like immigrating here illegally because they like because they're just like I don't want to spend a time mm-hmm. doing papers it's because they have literally no other choice there's cases of people who are fleeing abuse who are fleeing wars typically exactly.
0: mm-hmm.
1: who um, have like yeah. degrees like yeah. they were
0: doctors in a home country like, it's not
1: like they're like criminals yeah but it sets it up to a place where like you fled here illegally so there's something you must have done wrong
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, when really this never the case like I hardly ever is that the case Mm -hmm. where people and they live here for years and somehow they have no right to vote they know the politics and they have like no decisions in how their country is going you know how they're how much like they're paying taxes Mm -hmm. like it's not like they're not paying taxes and then there's still this argument of like they're taking too many jobs right or they're lazy or they're like there's just so many like stereotypes that are put on people of color for absolutely the stupidest reasons Mm -hmm.
0: and like poc kids they struggle so much with this growing up of like it is like wanting to separate yourself from Mm -hmm. stereotypes but some stereotypes they hold truth in them but they're Mm -hmm. just they're masked in like with hate you know like as you said like mexican immigrants they did work those jobs Yeah, and like but they had to you
1: know yeah and they're not and there's like this whole controversy like those jobs are supposed to be easier than other jobs Mm -hmm. in reality they're not like there's just different skills in life i'd like to see like jeff bezos do like clean a house please yeah Yeah. (laughs) clean a house see Mm -hmm. how it goes take care of there's also like this deep connection when we're losing our culture to americanism because you have to clean someone's house for hours and You're taking of care of someone else's kids, kids not spending and you time lose time with your own, with your own kids mm-hmm. and you know my mom was one of those kids constantly went on vacations with my grandma's like bosses because mm-hmm. that was their source of income
0: yeah
1: and it's not like she was going to go get a degree at college mm-hmm. when she just had fled from another country she fled from hometown she fled from the city she just fled from like it's not like we're lazy and it's not like we're taking your jaws because you're not doing them anyway (laughs) Um, exactly like thank you so much for speaking on like your
0: experience and like i feel like we had such a great conversation today and like the key to activism really is like i know it's scary guys like to to find connection with your culture because it's like rejecting everything we've grown up with and It's really hard, but, like, it's really the only pathway that we see that leads to true, like, equality and, like, better living for everybody. So I encourage you all to just reach out to your grandparents, to, like, your people who can share you stories, you know, tell you things about your family, and always stay aware. Yeah. You know, just stay, stay present, like... The things we think are in the past, they're not. They're happening right now. Currently still here. Yeah, as we just talked about, yeah. like racism still continues Used to today. to be here. And we're only going to go backwards, you know, yeah. if, we, if we fail to acknowledge it. Fail to acknowledge, yeah. So, yeah, we have an event for Families for a Future. Um, it's our film night. Hopefully we'll be doing these monthly. But, yeah, please come to families for a future we're based in la uh come to our film night on july 27th and watch the fourth world war yeah thank you so much maya for coming yeah. on the podcast so happy to be here of thank course you. thank you guys